And guess what? For everything Scott Dixon has achieved, he's never won at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. He has now. Dixon finishes off the season with another victory. That's three for 23. And the mad rush is out here. Christian Lungard gets by Alexander Rossi and is trying to get by Callum Eilat. McLaughlin has crossed the line for second, below third, and this is the mad scramble to the line here. Unbelievable, yeah. The Kiwis have put their names up in lights again in another week of excellent uh, excellence on wheels. Uh, just heard Scott Dixon and Scott McLaughlin there go one and two. The final IndyCar event of the season to finish second and third. Yeah, second and third overall. And Marcus Armstrong gets a contract upgrade uh, in his Rookie of the Year season. Liam Lawson looks likely for Singapore and Japan all of a sudden. And SVG walks away from a huge crash in Queensland. And the GOAT on two wheels, Courtney Duncan, is already looking at ways to get better the next season. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And as it's a Tuesday morning, we catch up with the motorsports icon, Greg Murphy, to help us break down the ins and outs of Kiwis doing great things on wheels around the world. Murph, good morning to you again. 1-2 at uh, Laguna. What a story that was over the weekend. What a way to finish. Yeah, I know, mate. And, and to be honest, it, uh, there was actually a possibility there for a, a little while that it, it could have well been a 1-2-3 for the Kiwis in the, the final round uh, of the IndyCar Championship there uh, with Marcus Armstrong um, looking very, very good. It was it was just a mental race. I mean, it was very hard to follow because of the, the safety cars and basically the strategy stuff just went out the window. And, and in typical Scott Dixon fashion, he... Uh, he just uh, put himself, as he does, just beautifully into that position, and it just kept looking more and more likely um, it was uh, it was going to be his race. And Scott McLaughlin, starting on the front row, um, got a, a push at the start of the race, ended up in the in the sand and the gravel, and and his race looked like it was done. Scott Dixon got a drive through, we, you know, and his race looked like it was over, but it just unravelled uh, for so many others throughout the day. And then Mark Armstrong was in on the same strategy as Scott Dixon, and um, was looking like he was going to be right up there with a with a, his best finish and a podium. And unfortunately, then got turned around at one of the restarts. So it was an amazing weekend for Kiwis um, over there in the US. Uh, Dixon finishing three wins for the season. Um, on a high, second in the championship behind his uh, his teammate Alex Pillow. Scott McLaughlin elevated himself there in the last race up to being in the top three in the championship. Um, so two Kiwis on the on the uh, championship podium right at the finish and uh, rookie of the year for, for Marcus Armstrong, who's announced his uh, full-time ride next year, including the ovals. Gets his uh, rookie oval test this week at Texas Motor Speedway, so um, he'll be super excited about that. Uh, so IndyCar's been delivering. It was um, yeah, it was an epic way to finish finish a crazy uh, crazy season over there in the states. You talked about strategies there, Murph. Just tell, tell us how it works, please. Who has the yep. say in the strategy? How flexible do you have to be, and how much does the driver's input come to that? Incredibly flexible. Um, I mean, it's, it's something about IndyCar that. Uh, is is such a, a big part of success, uh, being incredibly um, flexible in the ability with your strategies to take a few risks. Risks are, are always needed, um, and, and it seems in IndyCar to actually roll the dice occasionally. Uh, fuel saving uh, is a big one to be able to to make certain strategies work, and, and Scott Dixon is the absolute dead set master of of being able to drive fast and save fuel. Um, 
you know, uh, working with you with the engine supplier, uh, Honda and, and Chevrolet, who, who supply the engines over there, and, and working to to get the best mileage and speed out of out of those is a big part of it. Um, you know, so the, the the way the team works and the drivers work together, the team have so much information, um, so much data and uh, telemetry, and you know, understand through all the algorithms that they have with the, with all their computer systems, um, you know, the what they're able to do. Um, sometimes they put that on the driver to to actually you know go above and beyond uh, when it comes to fuel safe. But the driver, someone like Scott Dixon. You know, he's he's got uh, the type of brain, as a lot of them do, that knows exactly what's going on at any given time um, in that cockpit, and that makes the, you know, the the difference between, you know, the the greats and the goods. You know, um, being able to actually understand and know what's going on around you at any given time, and 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 know the strategy and work it out and have it already planned planned in the brain. Before the race starts, so that um, you can make make changes on the fly and and be able to support the team and the crew um, that are sitting in the in the pit lane on making those decisions. So it, it's there's so much to it. You've you've got to be obviously the athlete to drive the car and have those skills, but you've also got to be you know the brain um, to support that and, and make good decisions along the way and, and have those skill sets. So you know it's it's a uh, it's a these days with all that in mind and the way that they do work out strategy there's so much so much going on and you know often we see it not work and fail but um you know in the cases of having someone like scott dixon driving for you um you know you're on, usually on the right side of, of being able to make things work that's great news for marcus armstrong it was only a week ago we were talking about an horrific uh, incident in the pits, which uh, denied him any chance of a decent yeah. finish when his right back rear uh, disappeared past his nose, basically. Um, and yeah. all of a sudden, a week later, now he's guaranteed a future. Well, n- I won't say long term, but certainly guaranteed a short term future, which uh, we spoke to him personally, and that, and that was one of the things he was trying to establish this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's I think, um, knows that uh, his future in the sport is, is in the States. Uh, he's really enjoying the IndyCar thing. He's been just absolutely amping to get um, get on the ovals um, and and do a full season. I mean, we've got to remember, he, he was five races less um, this year than uh, the other rookies and still managed to win Rookie of the Year. Um, so, you know, his, his performance is... Uh, not not being what he wanted. I mean, he, his goals were this year to to be you know getting podiums, and he's showing that. I think he's got the speed. I think there's a few things that have just not gone his way, um, and that that's that is part of the whole bloody learning learning process. But um, you know, I think he's, he's he's certainly got the capabilities, and I think Chip Ganassi realises that um, he needs the shot and and to be to be given. Um, everything that the other drivers in that uh, in the team, um, Chip Ganassi Racing, have got, um, because I think he's going to be a, a huge value to, to that organisation. So, you know, um, you know, his future's in the states. He, he fits in the car really, really well. He drives the car really well, and I just, I just, it's great. He's a great young guy, um, uh, really entertaining to talk to, and, and got a great attitude. And I'm, you know, I'm just, uh, I hope that, uh, you know, the success comes sooner rather than later for him in 2024. Uh, over here, SVG involved in a pretty big crash at the Queensland Raceway. What, what have uh, have you heard or spoken to him about that, or have you heard uh, anything, uh, any update following that? Yeah, yeah, he was he was down at um, uh, Rapuna um, on the weekend. Uh, didn't have a great weekend down there with the 
the Carters uh, tyres, uh, Brabham BT62, which was supposed to be racing, was racing in the um, first round of the South Island Endurance Championship on the weekend. He was there to compete with Dwayne Carter in that car, and unfortunately they had a lot of a lot of issues with it um, getting it uh, on track. So Shane didn't have a have a, a great weekend, but it was good to have him at the circuit, and a lot of people turned up and fans turned up uh, to see him and see him drive that car. But I had a quick chat to him about the the situation, and there was a you know a brake a brake issue failure. Um, he put his foot on the brake pedal and um, basically had no front brakes. Um, so uh, I think he said he hit the tyre wall there at about 9,500 um, kilometres an hour, I think he said it was. So it was, it was, a, it was quite a terrifying moment for him, actually, um, heading down into the final turn at the Queensland Raceway, fifth gear in a supercar, so accelerating pretty hard. And um, uh, then to have, have that situation happen. So it was a bit of a panic because um, he found it quite difficult to get out. He had to get out through the passenger side, and there was a few things that... Um, um, sort of have been highlighted that need to need to be worked on and looked at and, and practiced actually uh, from the incident. But uh, so he was a bit shaken and a bit sore actually from that one, Smithy. But um, uh, onwards and upwards for for this weekend at uh, Sandown. Right. Okay. Uh, you were down, as you said, down south. Uh, the 2023 three-hour Carters Tire Service uh, South Island Endurance. Uh, back-to-back wins, uh, I believe, down there for the champions. But uh, how did Team Murphy go as well in the racing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sammy Fillmore and uh, Johnny Reid uh, did a nice job in their IMS Audi to to uh, win the the big three-hour race. Uh, Team Murphy. Well, I, I was I handed the keys to older son Ronan uh, in the uh, Renault RSO one with Shane Helms and the Golden Homes entered uh, RSO one and uh, you know he, he had a great weekend and enjoyed driving a different car um, was sort of it was pretty competitive there for a bit um, they sort of drifted drifted in the end to um, I think finished P6 um, I, so I was uh, basically not supposed to be driving but got a late call up um, with uh, an injury to uh, Alan Dippy um, in, a, in an earlier qualifying incident, and uh, was sort of a little bit circumspect about his, his back, so he had to go off to uh, the hospital get a checkup. So I was um, I was pulled in at the last minute to to drive his brand new um, Porsche 911 992 Carrera Cup car in the three hour race with Scott <laughs> O'Donnell. So so that was um, um, first lap I did was. Uh, um, one lap at the end of qualifying and then uh, jumped in during the race. So uh, it was uh, something that was unexpected, but it was uh, very enjoyable to get out there and have a have a bit of a play over the weekend. Um, so uh, there's nothing like taking, getting thrust into a car you've never driven before and having a crack. So for fathers, I mean, fathers watch their kids' sport. Sometimes they play that themselves, but they certainly follow the interests of their kids. I mean, how much... This is an interesting one for me. How much of the Murphy time as a family is spent around motorsport? Is there any breakaway from it? <laughs> Not a lot. Um, it just, just becomes um, yeah, all-encompassing, really, and just uh, certainly um, with Ronan at the moment, you know, he's living in Australia and, and racing in the um, the uh, Michelin Sprint Challenge Championship over there. So, you know, his, his world's dominated by that, which which then, you know, is obviously my attachment to it becomes um, fairly, uh, you know, fairly full-on as well, just uh, keeping an eye on and, and talking to him and, and about that on a re- regular basis. Um, and so that that's his world, you know. There's no real other 
other things outside that um, of interest to him, and and then you know my connection with motorsport in this country is still strong amongst very different things, but working with um, you know the Tony Quinn Foundation and also the Hampton Highlands and Taupo Circuit with with uh, the group CEO doing a whole lot of work there with events and and um, other bits and pieces, and then my other son, yeah, he's um, doing some Toyota eighty six stuff, so his focus is, is other than been supposed to be university. He's, um, he's pretty focused on uh, on that, but for this uh, coming Toyota eighty six season as well. So, so yeah, there's not a lot of escape from it, to be honest, um, uh, and not a lot of time to to do other things that I actually like doing, which is, which doesn't involve motorsport. But um, you know, it is part and parcel, and you know, it's uh, it's still there's a lot of enjoyment that that comes from it as well. Even though most of the time I'm pretending or saying that. Um, I prefer they were doing something else, which I probably do. But being that they are involved in it, you know, it, 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 uh, there is a lot of enjoyment from it as well. The other son being Cormac, folks, uh, by the way, just keep an eye on him and some of the results yeah. <laughs> over the weekend. I think 17th in his class at the weekend, so um, on the on the road. I'm sure the Duncan family uh, have the same thought, sort of um, feel about yep. them from time to time as well. And we're talking Courtney here, folks, four times world um, motocross world champion. And now already looking forward to uh, making improvements, making improvements, getting. Um, what, what does she have to? What does she have to prove anymore? I mean, she's so young, but Nothing. does she just keep on going? Yeah, I hundred percent. I mean, I don't think she's got any. You know, the drive that she has, um, I don't think it diminishes at all. Um, it doesn't matter that it's now four time. It's now about continuing to to um, find improvements because there always is. There's always things to look at to try and do better. Um, and, that, and that's part of the drive, right, is to, to actually do better, find things that, um, that improve that performance and, and give you, a, you know, um, new things to focus on. So, you know, I think, I don't know if the numbers really matter to her, but maybe it's something that's a question we need to ask. It's just about, about continuously, you know, uh, um, finding that motivation and looking for ways to, to be better at um, being the best in the world. Um, so, you know, good on her, and, and you're right, she's still incredibly young, and there's always going to be new challenges coming through because there's always new talent, and I think, the, you know, women's sport is 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 just growing in stature and across just about everything, and I have no, no doubt at all that um, motocross and motorsport um, – and certainly, if we're focusing on motocross right now, there'll be no shortage. There's there's great talent out there, and and I and it's a big world to to pull pull uh, you know um, all these new riders from. And you know, I think motocross is is still very very strong in Europe and and certainly in the US. So, you know, she's going to have new talent that she needs to deal with um, for for years to come. So I'm sure that's a motivator. Um, if um, around motorsport and being so strong at the moment, um, all sorts of magazine type things and and, and programs, etc. Kiwis Born to Fly, uh, the motorsports yeah. documentary. Have seen it? Um, did you have any involvement yeah. or any input into it? No, I didn't. Um, it was it was fully based on on the the US involvement uh, Kiwis have, and um, uh, David Turner did a wonderful job of of actually including and, and showcasing um, the other. Um, Kiwis that are up in the US doing jobs outside the driving side of things, just so many and, I, and you know, I know quite a few of them that have been up there for, you know, 20, 30 years and 
you know, and, and really um, put Kiwis on the map up there. And it has been going on for decades. And it, it was just awesome to actually get that reference and recognition to those people that um, behind the scenes who aren't seen, like the drivers, that are contributing so much to the success of American motorsport um, and have been doing for, for such a long time. And, and it's just a, 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 yeah, a reminder of how well we do across the board um, no matter if it's driving, uh, mechanics, chief engineers, team managers, uh, whatever it is, um, you know we've we've got a special a special place there that um, is is recognised certainly by the the um, the, the teams, um, but maybe mm. not realised so much by by the New Zealand by New Zealand itself. So I I, I thought that was a, a wonderful piece to to actually highlight. Uh, the Kiwi influence and participation um, around the world and, and, and certainly in the US and the success of the US uh, motorsport. Murph, always great to catch up with you uh, on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for your, your input um, around what's happening on uh, the local scene and uh, overseas. And uh, have a terrific week. We'll catch up again soon. Thank you. It's going to be a big week, mate. Um, um, yeah, Formula One, Singapore this weekend. Liam Lawson back in the car and obviously the Sandown 500, bunch of Kiwis running. So a huge weekend of motorsport on Sky Sport, bud. Catch up with you next Tuesday to talk about it. Thanks, Murph. As I say, have a great week. Cheers. Bye.